Welcome to Escape from the Burnout Society podcast. My name is Gabriela Guzman. I am your host. And today I have a very, very, very special guest for me because it's a good friend of mine and a very good yoga teacher. Uh, her name is Monica Peon. And Monica has uh, an experience of 20 years practicing yoga. And she's already 12 years uh, teaching Iyengar yoga. She lives in Mexico City at this moment and she gives also her lessons uh, online. So if you're interested at the end of this podcast, you will find the links and all the information. I will also put more information about her on my website, escapeburnoutsociety.com. And we have brand new um, uh, website, so visit it, please. And uh, well, Monica, welcome. You are very welcome. Thank you, Gabby. I'm very happy to be here. It's a uh... You're a very dear friend, so I'm happy to collaborate in your project. It's such a wonderful project you're working on. I think it's very necessary nowadays to uh, pay attention and like show options for people that are having burnouts. I think it's a wonderful thing. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Well, I uh, promised uh, actually my audience to interview someone who could talk more about yoga and uh, of course I thought about you because uh, well uh, we know each other already many many more years than than the years you're already uh, giving lessons but about the same amount of years you're practicing yoga so I think when I met you you were already practicing yoga for people who are just uh, practicing yoga it will be very interesting all what you have to tell about yoga and everything you have discovered yourself and for people who already practice yoga, I think you also have to tell many, well, but you can explain so many other things that are a little bit more deep, maybe more specific about yoga. So for as a general question, my first question is, um, well, what is yoga? And we could talk maybe uh, in general. Um, and what kind, well, and you, cho you, choose, uh, you chose uh, Yenga yoga. And also, why did you choose for it? Okay. Uh, yoga is an art, it's a philosophy, and it's a science um, that uh, takes the, uh, the individuals towards knowing themselves. And um, the ultimate goal is to uh, end with duality, the duality of the mind, duality of human beings. And um, it's, uh, there's many schools of yoga. Uh, some are more devotional, where uh, you chant, uh, where you meditate. And then there's like the knowledge yoga, that's where you study ancient texts and philosophy. And then there's a, a more physical yoga, uh, that um, where you try to develop uh, the sense of self, of integration, through your own body. And um, I, I chose a Yengar yoga after uh, visiting several schools before that. So I got to know like the whole scope. I started with more, more like Ashtanga, I tried more devotional yoga. And the one that resonated more for me, I think there's yogas for everybody is uh, a Yengar yoga because it has a little bit of everything. No? So it has uh, 
a bit of um, knowledge yoga where we study a lot philosophy we study about the body you know like it's very um, uh, anatomically cultured no? the Ayengar yoga and you work through the body to reach your mind to reach your feelings to reach uh, like your inner self so I thought it was the most complete and I thought it was the most professional in, in its um, approach it was um, it takes several years to become a teacher it's almost like a, like a full uh, um, like a master degree or something because you have to study a lot and it takes time to mature as a as not only as a student but as a teacher too so that that made me feel like I was in something I, where I could grow and I could continue growing in other schools, it felt very superficial because um, when I started asking my teachers, I had all these questions they couldn't answer. You know? So I felt, hmm, then I need someone that knows more. And then I met some teacher that was an Ayengar yoga teacher here in Mexico. And I felt, hmm, I can ask her many questions and she'll have some answers or, or at least will be able to direct me to, to a better answer. So that's why I chose Ayengar Yoga. What was the first thing you noticed that was changing? Was it your mind more or your attitude your, uh, or your body? It was a whole mixture because um, I came out, like from my first yoga lessons, I came out feeling wonderful. You know, I was feeling so happy. I felt like shining from the inside. Uh, I felt happy in my body. I felt um, just with a better attitude towards life, you know, much less stressed. I was very stressed when I started doing yoga. Uh, so I felt much better. I could handle stress better. And my body felt great. Like I was reclaiming my body I had abandoned, you know, although I did some, I did, uh, some sports and stuff, but um, I felt like I was, um, getting hold of my body in a better way. Okay, and um, this change you were experiencing, um, why, why, what was the reason you thought you are changing so much? Were you feeling so well? Because of the body of you, I noticed something changing in your mind as well. Well, I, uh, when I started, I was like in a, like uh the process of becoming a, um, an independent adult, or where I, ha I had been like search, studying a lot and traveling a lot, and for I started deciding to settle down in Mexico after traveling, and um, I felt like I didn't belong anywhere at that point. So it helped me ground myself and just find myself um, where I was at that moment. So it made me feel at home. It was something that made me feel at home and settled me in that time that was very unsettling in my life. So that, that grounding helped me a lot. Okay. And um... Well, you know, uh, Monica, there are so many people that go um, 
for a yoga lesson thinking like, well, I want to relax a bit and I want to stretch. It's good for the body. You know what you say, you reclaim your body that you left alone uh, for many years. And then you feel like, oh my God, I cannot reach my toes. Um, but um, there are some aspects, there are some aspects about uh, yoga, like breathing and meditating that are just not um, getting so much attention. Um, what do you think, uh, what can you explain why they're very essential to yoga? I think when you first reach, a, a, well, or first assist to a yoga class, uh, you get caught up with the more superficial aspects of yoga. And as you stay in the class and continue growing, you realize that breathing is an essential part of, of uh, controlling your mind you know, and leveling your mind. And then you realize the power of yoga you know, because it's a, um, and the power of, of breathing because that gives you like a direct um, entrance to your mind. But it need, need, you need maturity to, to reach to that point. It's not something you can find out at the, at the first lesson. It's something that you need to continue for six months, one year, and you start realizing, oh, now I don't get angry so often because I breathe, I, I uh, become aware of my emotions before they explode. You know? And uh, that's the power of breathing. But it's something you have to learn like slowly and it takes time. It's not like a pill that you take and it's magic. No? It's not like that. It, you have to work on it. And meditation is the same thing. It's something that you start very slowly. You know, first, it's so hard to meditate and to, to stay still and realize how your mind works. But then once you have a good experience, you say, oh, this is why people like meditating. And in yoga, uh, you meditate in action, which makes it a little bit easier. You, know, you are in a posture and you're meditating about maybe a, about your big toe. You know? And that concentrate, it's meditation starts with concentration and yoga really helps develop concentration. You can see it in kids when you, when you see a yoga class for kids. Um, one of the best things that happen with kids is that they develop med, uh, concentration. And before, before meditation, you have to learn how to concentrate. And yoga really helps. And uh, tell me, let, let's say um, uh, you go to a yoga lesson and you are a beginner and then people start breathing in a very, very strange way. <laughs> <laughs> that you never did before <laughs> yeah that that happens and uh, I even experienced myself many years ago and um, uh -huh. what would you advise someone who goes for the first time to a yoga lesson and, and this person sees that people are reading in a very special way just just go with the flow or uh, what what's the best attitude just stay uh, stay with an open mind and listen to your body also. No, if you don't feel it's helping you, don't do it no, because uh, you can over-oxygenate <laughs> if you don't know how to do it. So it's in, in 
the breathing um, techniques, it's always less is more. So don't overdo. Listen, experiment a little, but never overdo. That's what mm -hmm. I would say. Okay. Let's go back a little bit with the non-duality. I think um, many people don't really understand when we talk about non-duality. What, what does that really mean? And, and, and what would that, um, uh, how, how can you place this in this modern society? What, what, what does that mean for people who are, yeah, like us in the burnout society? Oh, and there's many aspects towards that, but um, usually it means like the integration of the body and soul. Uh, so that's the duality or the mind and the soul. Uh, and um, it, it says that you have to clean your windows. You know, if your body, your mind is, is a very dirty window, you have to clean it so the soul can shine out. And um, I don't think it's something easy that happens very easily, but it, you work towards that. It's a goal you have to keep on working all your life. You no, know, it's not something that, um, it's um, only like the most illuminated yogis can reach, but it means like, um, understanding that your body is your uh, tool to work towards something higher, you know, not, not something superficial. You know, not only, you don't work your body just to, for it to look good. You know, that's not the, the main, you, know, you work your body to have a, a better house where to live, you know, that it's clean, that it's shiny from the inside, that you're comfortable in it. And um, the way you feel comfortable inside your body, then that soul will be able to grow and shine and show all its splendor. Feel the integration. It also has to do with the integration with um, the energy um, the, uh, in the cosmos. If you are all stuck in your own body as um, like a jail, then you won't be able to feel that connection towards the outside. To, towards the bigger things, you know, bigger self. Um, it's a very hard question. <laughs> That's why exactly I chose you to, to, to make that question. <laughs> <laughs> How I live it is that uh, I try to live a very conscious life. And you know, yoga can perm start permeating like in all the aspects of your life. You know, you try not to uh, use products that are harmful for the environment. You try to use less. You, know, you lead a, a simpler life, and not, not consume, and not a consumer life. Um, you try to follow certain principles, like ethical principles, towards the others, like um, um, like. Uh, uh, um, like truth, no? to say, say the truth, to live in the truth, uh, like live without harming others or harming yourself, no? just a, a consciousness of uh, being loving towards the others, um, not consuming uh, much that I already said, 
not desiring other things that are not necessary, um, like working hard towards uh, your goals, but not feeling um, um, stuck in the results of your efforts. So many things, no? but uh, it's like living like an ethical life, I think. And that way you start feeling more integrated with your community, with your family, with your community and with the world. All right. Yeah, well, I think that's one of the most important things where I think yoga really fits in, well, in um, actually in everybody's lives, but especially when you are also very stressed, because stress is a kind of disconnection. And it, it gives you the idea that you are alone fighting against the world, that you are not um, part of it. It's you're out of the world and the world is against you most of the times. And then one day you go to a yoga lesson and you get relaxed, but you can just have this feeling that you are part of something bigger. Mm -hmm. And that's when the magic begins. The magic begins on the first class where you feel so wonderful and so connected with your own body, you know, and your own self. And then you start realizing this connection between your classmates and then with your family and with your pets. And, and, it's, and as you say, that helps with the stress you know, of being like you belong somewhere. It also has a very physical, reaction uh, in the body, the, the yoga postures that make you make your nervous system uh, that is very overstressed. You, we have two nervous systems. One is the sympathetic uh, and then it's a uh, parasympathetic nervous system. The sympathetic is the one that has to do with action uh, and the fight or flight uh, reaction we have. And usually we have it very active because of our occidental life. You know, it's, uh, we don't take time to rest. We don't take time to relax. We don't take time. We are working all the time. We have all these goals to meet and there's no time for just staying put and, and relaxing. And the parasympathetic nervous system is the one that makes you, makes you able to relax to rest and to digest too. So the yoga postures activate the parasympathetic nervous system. And that's a wonderful tool because from the postures, you have a physical reaction to your nervous system, which have a mental reaction to your mind. So if you know those tools, then you know how to make yourself relax no? from the physical, from the body. And that's a wonderful tool to have uh, as a human being, you not know, being able to cope with stress. So I think it's a, an amazing tool to deal with stress and to make your life better. I'm teaching three kinds of uh, uh, classes. One is restorative yoga, that it has to do with this calming of the nervous system. So it's a wonderful tool if you are under very and much of, if you're very stressed or if you are recuperating an illness, it really helps your body like uh, lift up and 
uh, helps a lot your immune system and just makes you feel wonderful because your your body really reacts towards the, that time and that energy for resting. Then I have the regular classes, which um, have a thematic um, uh, uh, direction. For example, we could talk about um, the mind, no? the mind in, in, how do you work your mind in certain postures or your knees? No? We can also go for, for a very physical class like yoga for the health of your knees, your knees or for your shoulder or for your digestion. No? It, it touches many levels no? from the very physical muscles and bones towards the organic where we do twistings and we just stimulate uh, all the organs or towards the mind. You know, how, how, is your, are your, how are your emotions? Um, we work on the senses too as, as tools uh, to understand things about your mind. We work on the breathing. I also teach uh, pranayama lessons, which are uh, breathing techniques. I teach that once a week and it's, um, I'm focusing it right now towards uh, insomnia. When you're uh, suffering from insomnia, tools to help you sleep better. And it's wonderful. It really gives you a, a tool that if you are at night and unable to sleep for many nights, people are having a lot of sleeping problems right now. Uh, it gives you a tool of what to do to fall asleep again. And uh, it's lovely to hear from my students that how much better they feel no, when they sleep well. Wow. So, mm -hmm. And so many aspects. It's, it's such a um, uh, deep subject, yoga. Because, well, look, like resting is um, such uh, uh, essential in, in, in getting better and recovering. Um, well, this moment you can have stress from uh, almost uh, everything, and um, uh, you have a very busy life, uh, lack of work, too much work. Uh, I mean, whatever, a, a partner who's uh, not being such a nice person to you. I mean, it, it can be from everything. But indeed, when you when it comes to rest, this should be really like the sacred moment because that's the moment where you're going to get well. So I can imagine that if you find these tools how to to recover how to get, have a, a good rest at night well i think that's really powerful and um I, I thought you were also teaching with with um the ropes it's called uh, yeah it's called yoga kurunta and it's um uh, ayengar developed um uh, this rope work where you use yourself as your own you are your own um puppet because you're hanging, but you are the one who is controlling your own body. So it's like you're the puppeteer at the same time. And um, it's a wonderful uh, way to do yoga because it, uh, you use gravity to make space in your, in your, um, yeah, your yeah. spine, your spine. Your spine, in your spine. So it's, amazing what it does for your body for your all your uh, limbs 
and it's also you can for, for example you can do headstand even if you have like neck problems or spine problems and you have like a lot of uh, pain in your back it really takes the pain away it's really wonderful it's um and it's very creative it's fun to do and um it's just very versatile too so uh, something i really love to 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 practice and and tell just a little bit more about physiological benefits from yoga what what those things you say well this is something we should never forget about yoga well it since it was developed uh, like 2000 years ago like the knowledge and the knowledge of the body that the indians had it's an indian tradition uh, yoga um, it's really deep so they knew uh, for example that the, um, the nervous system that had these two aspects, how to activate it in the right way. No? And so it has a lot to do with the nervous system, has a lot to do with um, 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 circulation, blood circulation, uh, all the um, lymphatic uh, system. No? So it's like pipes. If you have your pipes that are stuck with stuff, then the, the water won't flow no? and the energy won't flow and nothing will flow. If you uh, like clean the pipes, then um, the, the water flow, or in, the, in this case, the, the blood flow will be much better. And you will take all the nutrients and the oxygen and other things that our body needs to other places in the right way. Whereas, there's no movement. It's like stale water where you have a, a lake with stale water. What happens? Things start dying, it's, um, smells and everything. The same happens to our body. So if we keep it like the water flowing in the right way, then our body will work better. And that happens in every of our body system. Uh, the um, circulatory system, breathing system like the earth's other breathing system um the um, digestion oh if you have very slow digestion there are postures that help it uh, activate that uh system uh so you it's wonderful to go correctly to the bathroom no when you need to go and it's you don't uh, have that uh, like digestion problems um what else the um, also the the um, uh, hormonal system is very important you know, because there's postures that stimulate for example the the thyroid gland that it's such important uh, for for our health you know, if you have have hypothyroid or hyperthyroid it, uh, through uh, postures you can control your hormonal uh, levels. Um, so I could go on and on and on. It's, it really helps all the body, like in an integral way, not in a separate way. Yeah. Well, I think I, one of the things I had when I was um, very deep in the burnout 
uh, my hormonal system was upside down. And I'm not talking about uh, estrogen and, uh, you know, sexual hormones at all. I'm talking about all the rest of the hormones. And um, so I would have problems with waking up, but also with sleeping at the right time. And, uh, you know, it, it, even That's if it true. was light. Pituitarian and... Uh... Hypothesis? Pineal glands. And the pineal gland, yeah. Your yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. So, for example, it's like that probably they would have told you in India, do some inversions, instead hands, uh, headstand, and all these things that stimulate that uh, hormone-producing gland. Yeah, yeah, I think well, I, at that moment, I was not practicing yoga. Actually, I had so, much, so little energy that I was not thinking of uh, yoga at, at first instance. But, um, but later on, I did because I thought, well, I, write, I have a little more energy. And how I'm going to get these hormones, you know, in the, in the, um, the way they, they were working before the burnout. And there's something also that medicine cannot really measure it's if you go for a blood test there's nothing is going to be wrong with your hormones not really but still still you know they're not working the way they should work and one uh, of the beauties of Iyengar is that uh, there's a lot of uh, props and things you can use when you don't have energy so you place your body in the correct uh, alignment using chairs, using uh, pillows, using uh, bricks, all these objects that help you, even if you're, you don't have the energy to be in the posture. So your body starts working in a better way without the energy uh, waste, you know, because you need to keep your energy. So that I think when you don't have energy to do yoga, you can go to a restorative class where they'll help you get in the posture and stay there and get the benefits without the energy usage. So I think that's a really wonderful thing. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, there's so much knowledge about the body that they know exactly, oh, they, like, they're almost like doctors because they know, uh, like teachers, we study so much and like the senior teachers know so much you know, because Ayengar, Vika uh, is Ayengar and Gita Ayengar, they, they have medical classes in India and uh, where they help with very specific problems. Uh, many people like from cancer, AIDS, uh, of course, burnout is one, um, you name it. And there's always something they can work to make you feel like better and recuperate and, and just by knowing how the body works. So I think it's a wonderful thing. Well, I remember I follow one of the, um, uh, some of these uh, restorative uh, lessons uh, you were you are giving. And um, I was I was really amazed. I've never seen such a actually a slow paced yoga where you are really, the thing what you have to is really relax. You don't have really to be, do a big effort. And because in my idea, yoga was always like doing a kind of effort. You know, I was not 
then I was not going yoga. If it didn't, I have pain somewhere, <laughs> stretching, overstretching, then it was not really yoga. And then in this restorative yoga, I was like, oh, now I can relax. And it's opening my spine and, oh, my ribs. Oh, great. You know, no, I'm breathing different right now. So it, it was an eye opening. Yeah, it was great to know um, that this kind of yoga exists, of course, because there are so many other kinds of yoga. Um, but Monica, well, let's say, uh, look, many people who are listening, um, I don't know, there might be people who are already uh, practicing yoga, but sometimes it happens that people don't take this knowledge to their daily life. You know what I mean? You go to a yoga lesson and you think, okay, now it's the time for relaxation. It's my time. And then you go out and then you don't think about yoga anymore. Well, it can happen. But can you give us examples in your life that you, very stressful moments where yoga has really helped you to cope with stress and, and, and a very difficult situation? Well, so many, <laughs> so many things have happened. You know, in 20 years, a lot of things happened to you. And um, I think what started me going to yoga, which is something very hard, was that um, my cousin committed suicide. So if that's not stressful, I don't know what is stressful. It's something very hard. And as a family, like uh, we, we had to look for options of things that uh, could take you out of the the shock, the, the sadness and everything. So that's when I started doing yoga. Also, well, that was the start and it really saved me because it helped me like uh, deal with it and um, just uh, accept it because I had, no, I had no control over the circumstances. Then I could tell you when I broke up, some, some boyfriends and I was like really broken hearted and it helped me overcome that too. And then when I, I uh, lost a baby and that was very heartbreaking and yoga kept me strong you know, and dealing with um, not controlling life, you know, just dealing with things and in the best way possible, knowing that you don't have control and just doing your best in whatever circumstances you are. Then having a baby was also very stressful, not because of the, my history. And, but I had a wonderful pregnancy and uh, beautiful. I practiced my whole pregnancy and all the breathing techniques really helped me like lower my stress and uh, just connect with the baby too. And uh, I could go on and on, like so many things. So in this, time, uh, in this uh, COVID uh, times, uh, also like helping my students that are going through very crazy times and are feeling very stressed, being able to help them has been wonderful. Then my, my father died in this, uh, just recently and dealing with the sadness, yoga has really helped. So it's a tool for life and um, it really helps. And is it uh, this idea of non-attachment 
let's say you have a distress moment, just like, you know, I, I know your father died recently and uh, this, 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 what you say, you don't have any influence in, 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 uh, in, in life. You, I mean, you cannot avoid someone to, to live this life. Um, you only can accept it. But is it the part of yoga that is the non-attachment or is it more the acceptance, is more the relaxation? What is it to it? What would you think that helps you the most? I think what helped me the most is knowing that uh, you do your best. There's a, a phrase that says, my, my philosophy teacher taught me, that says, um, do your best, leave the rest, and prepare for the possible worst. In the knowledge that you don't have control over things. No? The only thing you can control is, the only thing that, that is controlled is that there's no control. <laughs> no? And just um, accepting that helps. And knowing that you did your best effort, that really gives you peace. Uh, that you do your best effort. And if things don't turn out the way you want it to be, well, so be it. You have to accept it. And it makes you feel, oh, you still feel sad, but uh, you feel calm. That makes you uh, like overcome the problems. So, and 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 you use your techniques, your techniques, you use your body you know, to make you feel, you know how you can open your heart and that makes you feel better. And you know how to like uh, turn and makes your body feel like you have so many tools and so many aspects that can help you. So it's a wonderful thing. And we haven't talked about the now, you know, that yoga i also had um heard and know also about meditation of course that it brings you and attach you to the now mm-hmm. and to this present moment where actually you are living and because you're not living tomorrow and you already left yesterday so it's the, actually the only what we really have can you tell me how do you experience that with yoga how does it helps you with um Uh, uh, becoming more aware of the now, of the present moment? Um, Yoga helps because you connect with your breathing a lot. You realize that this is one and this is another. Like each breath is completely unique in in the moment. And that really helps your mind stay in the moment. So when you're, even if you're practicing uh, very difficult postures, if you concentrate on the breathing, you really can't be thinking of anything else but that. No? And if you're in a, in a uh, headstand, you can't think about your cat and like not having uh, food or no, going to the market because you fall. So it really helps uh, the postures and the breathing help you uh, stay in the moment. And when you stay in the moment, then when you return to the, the usual like uh, um, like mouse inside your head that is like going round and round and round, um, like a hamster no? in a wheel, um, you already broke that line of thought. And that way uh, you break like um, cyclical thoughts. And then you can focus on the present in a better way. Um, 
after like those moments that those small spaces where you have to be in the now. So, so I think um, that's how I, I feel it when I practice my, my class, when I'm teaching it, and also when I'm practicing for myself. After the class, I can see things clear, like in a clearer way, because I had time uh, for my mind to rest and to focus on the present, and then I can go back and look at it in a different perspective. So that's how, how I think it, in my case, it helps me stay in the now. Wow, okay. You're always in this future and in the past. There are very small spaces where you can stay in the present. That's the nature of our minds. So having those, or if you're meditating, no, you have, a very, maybe you stayed one hour meditating, but only one minute was really effective. Sometimes it's not the time, it's the concentration, is uh, the right breathing, is the right um, posture. And you have a, some, uh, your mind just makes a click. In that moment, you are a hundred percent in what you're doing. But those are very brief moments. But it's better a brief moment than a none at all. <laughs> I think that starts helping. Well, it re reminds me the first time I wanted to meditate. It was just um, impossible to stay five minutes just sitting down and with my eyes closed. And as I tell everybody, the first time you do it and you close your eyes, you're not going to get fireworks. <laughs> You know, it's not like wow, oh yes, what a what a what a view. No, no, it's not going to be like that. And um, well, anyway, I'm glad I kept on meditating, even though there were no fireworks. When you when you meditated, you felt great. Sometimes you do get frustrated, but in general, the feeling is ah, oh, I rested. You no, know? it's something in me rested, and I feel. Like I can deal with things in a better way. Yeah, well, it's what you're saying that you break this line. Uh, you stop for a moment the hamster who is turning around, uh, running and running in circles. And then you go out and then maybe for a minute, uh, if, it's, if it's that well that it is, only one minute. And then you go back and feel like, okay, well, let's see from another point of view. And, 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 and of course it helps, of course it helps. And I was telling our friends just this weekend about meditating and breathing. Some people say, well, meditating is really nothing for me. I said, well, remember when you were having a baby, <laughs> you know, and this <laughs> breathing you had to do and that really helped and being at the moment because you cannot really be somewhere else. Well, I think that's the most yeah. intense kind of meditation you will ever have as a woman in your life. Because it's going to be some hours. Yes. Uh, for me, it was a day or two, but it helps. Oof. Mm -hmm. It does. It does, and it, it is. It. I mean, it, it's. Uh, um, I thought it was like um, uh, this course you have to follow uh, for reading technique when you give birth. I felt like, well, come on, do I really have to? Well, let's try. But I was very happy I did because when I, when the moment came, there was the only thing that could help me through it. It was breathing. 
And uh, so, uh, well, later, later when I was meditating and I started meditating, I remember this. I remember this, like, oh yes, of course, that that was so essential uh, to it. So, well, um, I think uh, th this is the I think the third episode I'm talking about meditating, breathing, and this time about yoga. And I really want to thank you very much for this. I don't know if you want to tell something special for all the people who are listening who have chronic stress and uh, maybe even a burnout. Do you have something to say as a yoga teacher to them? You should try to go to a yoga class. It really helps. I think it's a, a powerful tool in so many levels. You get to know yourself. I think that's one of the main things about uh, recovering from a burnout, to use it as an opportunity um, to know yourself and to regulate yourself, you know, regulate yourself physically. And because there's many people that uh, like overwork their bodies and not listen to the limits. Also, uh, yoga helps you listen to yourself. So try it. Go ahead, try it. If you're very tired and you're like have no energy, go to a, a restorative yoga class. There's so many studios all over the world. It's um, one of the main, um, um, Iyengar Yoga is one of the best known uh, yoga schools around the world. So look for it and you will be happy to go. I'm sure you, you'll enjoy it. Yeah. Well, thank you, Monica. I really want to thank you so much for your time. I We could really keep on talking about yoga because there are many so aspects, so many things about it. But maybe another time we'll go more into the breathing, for example. That's a very, very interesting part of it. So I want to thank you so Such much. Wonderful thank you, Gabby. And uh, we'll see you, talk to you maybe soon.